This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. What a guest lineup today on a tremendous football Thursday as we are hours away from kickoff. 2023 National Football League season with the Lions and the Chiefs from Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium in Missouri. Pizzola was awesome in the last segment. Our good, our good friend Joey Kanish will join us next hour talking college football. We still have to bring you our NFL season predictions on all our bets for the Chiefs and the Lions, of course, coming up at the end of the show. Final hour, power hour, including thy royal prop king. And in 20 minutes, Santa Locky slides on down the chimney to eat your milk and cookies and give you thoughts on who's going to win the Heisman Trophy this year in college football. But joining us right now on the show, it's like it's like we're, we're back here with old friends now at the National Football League season, back here in tow. Our good pal Adam Chernoff joins us now on You Better You Bet. Uh, Adam, of course, is on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff. you got to check out his NFL betting podcast, The Simple Handicap. I think it's awesome, and I texted Churn this week. I, 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 I love the show. I think Churn's doing a great job with it. And you want to check out the Right Angle Sports app, Turnoff does a great job with our friends over at Right Angle Sports. Uh, the app, free to download, features insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything that happens in the National Football League. Churn, baby, churn. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Nick and Ken, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. My friend, happy football season to you and yours. Happy football season to you and yours as well. I got to say, I was thinking back. I don't know exactly how many years it is, but I want to say five years where there was the setup. You were at the kitchen table. Ken was wearing that the the old hat, and then I was stuck in the bedroom with the shitty lighting. I mean, to see how far this has come now set up at Mandalay Bay, this is pretty sweet. Yeah, we're going into year five of the show. It's crazy. Started started before a global pandemic. We survived, and we're and we're here, and we're thriving. Uh, what do you what do you do with tonight's game, Adam? Even if you don't have a bet on the game, like we had Pizzola on. He's like, I don't have a big position, but I was like, just give people some advice. Like how to approach this thing, whether it's the Kelsey injury and the Chris Jones injury and how that's going to move the market or ways to think about like alt lines or props or just any thoughts on the game tonight with the Lions and Chiefs. Any advice for betters on the opener? You have to look to the over. Potential for a ton of points. Two brilliant play callers. Extra time to prepare. If there's a team in a situation that can overcome a loss of a key tight end, it's Reed and the Chiefs with all this new wide receiver depth. I think there's plenty of potential that both teams score a ton. Looking for a different prop, Justin Watson, number 84 for the Chiefs. I think sneaky anytime touchdown score. He's like plus 475. I think there's going to be a ton of opportunities. And with likely no Kelsey, uh, he could be the guy that's sort of the veteran in the wide receiver group that Mahomes is going to look for. So I think a ton of points. I take a flyer with those props. Sort of any way you can play the over, I like it a lot. I uh, I feel like this happened a couple of times last year when we had Churn on and asked him like about an island game, like sure. his, his bets in the game, and he gave out a prop. It's like I, 
Watson, whether like people think he stinks or not, and he does, like he's going to play a lot in this game. I, I, I like Turn's thoughts on Justin Watson Elementary, my dear. We'll talk about him coming up in the final hour, power hour of the show. So to pull the curtain back a little bit, I asked Turn before we came live, like, hey, like, do you have like what games do you really like uh, that we can talk about? And Turn said he has strong takes on every game except the Eagles and Patriots. So that will be the, one of the games we don't ask him about. So we can pretty much go anywhere on the board. So Turn, why don't we go to this Jaguars Colts game? We just talked to uh, to Bazola about it. Um, Ken and I, we talked about it on Tuesday. We like the over. It's been bet up to 46 and a half. Also kind of like the Colts in the game. What do you think about the Jaguars and Colts Sunday in Indy? We've been betting the over steady uh, from a much better number to now. Still think it's good. Potential for a ton of points. Jags offense gets a lot better. I think the Colts with Steichen and Richardson really going to show what their full offense is. He's going to be running a ton. I think the Colts are going to be a really good team all season long when they're trailing behind his arm strength to really play catch up, do so, I find some big explosive plays. I think it sets up really well for the over. I think the Jags defense taking a big step back, and I think the Colts are going to concede a lot to this Jags offense too. So for me, uh, have liked this over for a while now. We've been betting it, still like it at the current number as well. I think this goes well over. Adam, when we had you on uh, earlier in the offseason, I remember I think there were a bunch of articles written about this. I think you got like a kind of a lot of pub for this. You and the Right Angle Sports Group, you guys love the Falcons this year, and that ended up making it everywhere. Like every blog that you read, saw it on Twitter a bunch, just like, you know, like professional group loves Atlanta. And I think you got some buy-in from a lot of other people kind of in the Sharp community that everyone's kind of in on Atlanta this year. I'm curious if that's kind of found its way into a handicap for this week one game where maybe the Panthers are down some receivers. Is Adam Thielen going to play? DJ Chark probably not going to play in the game. Falcons three and a half with Bryce Young on the road in his first start. Any thought to play? I know you like Atlanta for the year. Any thought on this game specifically week one, Atlanta hosting Carolina? It could only follow up with that and look towards Atlanta. Ken, you nailed it well. DJ Chark two days in a row not practicing. Adam Thielen down with a surprise injury. Terrence Marshall Jr. also dealing with an injury too. One of the people that I respect the most from a film watching perspective, his name is Ted Wynn. And he's brilliant when it comes to breaking down games. He had a really good piece a couple weeks ago about how all preseason, the Panthers wide receivers couldn't separate and they were extremely slow relative to the rest of the league. And the two sort of exceptions are now both of the guys that are hurt. And so not only is there this play caller dynamic where Frank Reich is trying to suppress Thomas Brown from taking over play calling duties to make everything more conservative, but now it's a situation where Bryce Young is starting and could be without top wide receivers. And so with Atlanta's defensive improvements, I think this is a really tough spot for Carolina and Young to debut, especially if most of those wide receivers, the top three for Carolina, are going to miss. Churn, want to hit you with a game that Ken and I have not talked about yet on today's edition of the show, and that is the Chargers and the Dolphins Sunday in Los Angeles. Chargers sitting as a three-point home favorite right now. Total of the game is 51. Anything for you with the Bolts and the Finns from L.A.? I thought the most significant offseason transaction was the Dolphins signing Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator. A lot of familiarity with Herbert, with his time within the division, and, and I think there's going to be a Miami Dolphins defense that is much improved. All offseason, it's been Chargers throwing deep, Herbert letting his arm strength show with the removal of Lombardi, and Kellen Moore stepping in. I think that's going to definitely show itself over the season, but it's a tough spot against this Miami defense. And what I think complements this defensive improvement really well is everything we've seen from the Dolphins' offense and how McDaniel's been pursuing guys in the offseason is all predicated on running the football more. Last year, the Dolphins had the seventh-highest pass rate in the NFL, 
But McDaniel's a guy that comes from San Francisco, a team that runs a ton. Now they have a lot of depth at running back. I think they're going to run a lot, keep things a lot more tighter within the games. You're not going to have these big swings in Dolphins games. So I think this is going to be lower scoring than people anticipate. I think the Dolphins defense is going to be the best unit on the field. Adam, we talked about line moves in the first hour of the show, part of the end move segment, obviously. There was one that was really surprising to me, and I guess this will sound ridiculous because it's like, I, I really like Houston. I really like them plus 10. And I guess I just didn't think a lot of other people would too, just with the cluster offensive line injuries for the Texans and kind of like the hype around Lamar Jackson and the new offense, CJ Stroud on the road against that defense. I was like, man, I think Baltimore might actually get bad, but I really liked Houston. I guess people kind of agreed with me and there, there was more Houston sport than I thought. Did that move surprise you off 10 to nine and a half? And any thoughts on that game with the Ravens and Texans? Ken, I'll tell you, I'm a bit torn with the Texans because if I go back kind of a month ago within my notes before I saw any preseason stuff, I was sort of bullish on Houston overall. I thought Slowick coming in would help the offense. Really highly respected offensive coordinator mind stepping in. I thought Stroud would look pretty good. But I tell you, all preseason, they really struggled to get anything going on offense. So that really worries me going on the road to face the Ravens. What I'm sort of conflicted on with the point spread here, we've heard all about the hype for the Ravens. New offensive coordinator, Munkin, a stretch in the field, better weapons. Like, I get it. But the one thing I saw from Houston in the preseason, this defensive line with D'Amico Ryans, as well as the secondary, they played so well, and they're so bought in, and he's such a great motivational coach coming over from San Francisco. He's going to get so much out of this defense. So if there's any sort of hesitation about the Ravens in this significant offensive scheme switch, maybe starting off a little bit slower... I think this Texans defense could absolutely keep the game competitive. I haven't bet it either way, but that's definitely something that I would circle to see how well this Texans defense plays. And if you have any doubts about the Ravens and their offensive scheme switch, I think you're definitely finding a lot of value in the Texans at 10 right now. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday live from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. Talking week one in the National Football League with our good friend Adam Chernoff of the Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle Sports. Churn is on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Churn, as we are doing this interview right now, the board lighting up like a Christmas tree. Is that, can I say that? Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah, that's okay. I don't that's have fair. it in front. You do. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Depends on what your color scheme is. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. With the uh, on the Raiders Broncos game, and the Raiders are the team that's getting bet. Uh, at BetMGM, the Broncos are now three minus 20. So, Yo, this was four and a half like a week ago, and now this has come like down to three here, basically here, churn juice towards Denver. So maybe like 3.25. Anything for you with the Broncos and the Raiders on Sunday at Mile High? Uh, I fully disagree with all the buyback coming in on the Raiders. I know who's betting it. I know who has bet it. I respect them a lot, but I'm on the other side here. I really like Denver. I like them at four. I like them at three and a half still. I think Russell Wilson's going to look a whole lot better in this Peyton scheme. It's a massive coaching upgrade. A lot of that priced in, but I think what's missing, Wilson and his mobility is going to be used a lot more than it was a year ago. He lost a ton of weight, looks a lot thinner. Peyton was willing to run him in the preseason. Javante Williams coming back. All reports is he's a full go. Peyton loves to use running backs. Think Kamara. Williams is going to assume that role. And defensively matched up against this Raiders offense for the Broncos. An elite unit in the league. But everything I saw preseason from the Raiders was Josh McDaniels, over his head using Jimmy Garoppolo in formations and ways that Jimmy G has never been successful throwing from. Everything Jimmy G has done well is from these heavy formations where there's a really good ground game to support. That's not happening with this Raiders team, McDaniel spreading everything out. 
I think it's a disaster for the Raiders on both sides of the ball. I feel very strongly about Denver. Like them a lot this week. Think Williams has a huge game, both running and receiving. It's a good game for Wilson too. I don't agree with the move coming back. I like the Broncos. So Adam, we talked about two line moves there, both the Raiders getting bet kind of almost down to three now against Denver and then Houston getting bet off 10 to nine and a half. There's a game that we've talked about a lot on the show where there has not been a line move and it's been very perplexing to us and we're not really sure why it's happening. And maybe you can kind of provide some some clarity on what's happening in the market with the Seahawks Rams game, which is like five, five and a half the entire offseason. Now we know Cup's not playing. And yet there's like a resistance to have this to, for the points where to go to six, six and a half, which is where I thought it was going. Like I grabbed a ton of Seattle right when we went to go see the specialist in Minnesota thinking like I'm in so good here. He's not going to play and I'm going to get great closing line value. And and I haven't. And I don't think I'm going to because it hasn't happened yet. What's going on in this game? Like, are we crazy to think that this could be a non-competitive game? Like, do you expect the Rams to be competitive? What about Rams and Seahawks? I don't expect the Rams to be competitive at really any point during this season. I think the culture issues that were illustrated in the big ESPN article last week are very real. I think Cup missing time and sort of how that was mismanaged sort of illustrates McVeigh and how he might be borderline checked out. I think this is the worst defense in the NFL entering week one. I think there's nothing but problems for the Rams. What I will say, though, is when you look at this game, Seahawks laying a big number, they're going to be more aggressive on offense. They get Smith and Jigba. He's back. He's going to be playing. That's great. Missing two defensive starters, Witherspoon and Adams. And... McVeigh, when he's trailing in his career, he jacks his pass rate way up to one of the highest rates in the league, picks the tempo way up as well, and is way more aggressive, no matter what the situation is when he's trailing. And you think about those missing pieces for Seattle in the secondary. The Rams obviously get Stafford back, who's like an all-time chase quarterback and putting up points late in the second half when games are out of hand. And so I think that hesitation with those defensive injuries for Seattle along with such a significant personality change from a play-calling perspective with the big upgrade at QB for the Rams versus what they had last year, with all those points in the back, I think that's what's keeping this number from really getting away. But even with the cup news and the injury, we've seen this total been bet up. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored both ways. Uh, Churn, we've got about 45 seconds left here for this answer. Um, Dealer's choice. Anywhere else on the board, what tickles your fancy? Something you feel strong about here in about 45 seconds. You won't like the first half of this. I'll go quick. Cowboys at anything three and a half or better. I think the wide receiver depth, the removal of Zeke, the defensive upgrades. I think the Cowboys significantly better than what this point spread is representing. And we'll touch back on that Seahawks-Rams game as a bit of a bonus. Uh, give me anything 2-2 at well over once it hits the board. Uh, we're going way out the left field there. Uh, but with Cup out, he's going to take a big role within this offense. Uh, so his receiving yards, everything over for him, uh, Those that'll be a good one too. So there's two extra ones for you. I know you won't like one, Nick, but uh, I'm sure we'll be on the Giants at some point during the season. Uh, Atwell like slammed Seattle last year. I picked him up in one of my deep fantasy leagues yesterday. He's going to be their number two receiver. I like him more than Puka Nakua. I'm like, I'm, I'm with you on the Atwell play. I'm going to have that on Sunday. Anytime touchdown over receiving yards as well. Churn, we actually have about 15 seconds left here. Uh, your Jets have a big game on Monday Night Football. Two and a half point home dogs right now against the Bills. Maybe hits three, maybe it doesn't. Do you think you'll have a bet on Monday Night Football with the Jets in Buffalo? Let's see what happens with props. Michael Carter was the second most targeted player on the entire roster by Rogers camp and preseason behind only Garrett Wilson. And now there's two guys in front of him, Hall and Cook. 
that are going to be labeled as one and two. So how are we going to get pricing for this? Maybe we get something sneaky with Carter down the market, but I really want to see what Cook and Hall are priced at. We'll see if the books get it right. Uh, Churn is the absolute best. It's great to have him back here on the show. We want everyone to check out the Right Angle Sports app. Free to download features insight and commentary from pro bettors and everything happening in the National Football League on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Churn, baby, churn. Disco Inferno. Churn, best of luck with the bets coming up this week. We will catch up with you next week and every Thursday throughout the season here on You Better You Bet. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy week one. Good to be a weekly staple. It wasn't the word you used last week, but we'll find the right wording for the weekly recurring. Uh, Thanks, guys. In a weekly capacity. Yeah. Disco, you like Disco Inferno? It's okay. Turn right. baby turn. All right. A lock miss coming up next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.